What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dad the Man podcast. My name is Brendan Wall, and I am your host. And today, again, I am also your guest. We're mixing it up a little bit today. I'm sure you noticed there is no introduction, nothing like that. We're getting straight to the point. We're going to keep it super short, super sweet, and we're going to roll right into it. But before we do, I want to take a quick second. I do have a quick ask, as I always do. I ask that if you are enjoying the show, if you are, you know, if you enjoy this episode or if you are learning anything at all, please do us a huge favor. Help us to share the show, whether that is texting a friend, whether it's mentioning it to someone at work or sharing on social media, whatever it is, we cannot thank you enough for your support. So we'll dive right in. So today's episode titled The Good Old Days. All right, so if you're a fan of The Office, you will definitely get this reference, and if you are not a fan of The Office, just bear with me here. But there's this episode of The Office where Andy, the Nardog, he makes a comment along the lines of, quote, I wish there was a way to know when you're in the good old days before you've actually left them. Real thinker there. But obviously, you know, this show, The Office, it's a comedy, Right. Dare I say it's the funniest show of all time. I don't want to be too controversial here, but I already said it out loud, so I'm going to stand by it. The Office is the goat. I love it. Um, but obviously, it's a comedy. It's a very dry, silly comedy. But this question that Andy asks, it's an amazing question. It's profound, and I would even say it's life-altering if you are really willing to consider it. How do you know when you're in the good old days? It's such a good question. Well, I'm going to answer that question today, and to be blunt, I'm here to tell you that wherever you are in life right now, you are in the good old days, wherever you are, and you may be thinking to yourself, ah, no, you know, he's definitely not talking to me, he doesn't know about this thing that I've got going on or that that I've got going on, you know, I've got this problem and that problem, and I've got this struggle and that struggle, right, And, and I'm not here to dismiss or, or disregard your problems. I'm not here to tell you that your problems aren't real or significant. That would be insanely naive and narcissistic of me to assume that, so I won't. But I am going to say wherever you are in life right now, you are in the good old days, and I'll tell you why. So the truth is that we always find what we're looking for, right? And most people walk around looking for problems, and they don't even know it. That's the crazy thing. We all do it. And again, you may think, you know, not me, I'm not doing that. Like, why would I do that? Right. But it happens subconsciously. And if all you're seeing is problems, if all you're feeling is negative emotions, then that's an indication. That's a reflection of your subconscious that it's looking for these problems. I mean, you want to find problems. I mean, that's easy, right? I think we all know that. And problems are loud. Negative emotions are strong and they're almost too easy to find. They're everywhere. They yell at us. But the opposite also holds true. I mean, you want to find some blessings? Well, you know, that might not seem as easy all the time. It may take a little more effort. And sometimes they aren't as obvious, right? But they're just as readily available. They're hiding in plain sight right in front of us, waiting to be seen, waiting to be recognized, waiting to be appreciated. But unlike the problems, they don't yell. They whisper. But it all comes down to a matter of choice. You choose what to focus on, you choose what to look for, and whatever you look for, you'll find. And often the biggest problem that we have is not actually the problem itself, but our perspective of it. So here's a great example from my own life right now. And it's nothing big. It's not this big, crazy, inspiring example or anything like that. But 
It serves as a great illustration, I believe, of a principle that holds true more often than not, regardless of the situation. So long story short, my kids right now are not sleeping so great. All right, so they're waking up most mornings somewhere between 5.30 and 6 o'clock. And, you know, obviously, it's, it's not that big of a deal, right? But let's be real. It's really early when it happens every single day. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, something like every single day. In most days, if I want to get anything done for myself, like, you know, work out, read, work on the podcast, have two seconds of peace and quiet for my own damn sanity, whatever it is, I have to get that done in the morning before everyone else wakes up because pretty much every other second of the day until I go to bed is already accounted for. There's just no other time. It's got to be in the morning. So when the kids are getting up really early, that's a problem for me because I can't work out. I can't work on the podcast. I can't do anything for myself. I can't catch my breath. God forbid I sleep a little bit. And if I do want to get up early to make sure that I have enough time to do any of these things, like you can only really shrink the margin so much, right? I'm just digging deeper into this sleep deprivation, um, which is which is accumulated slowly and steadily over the last five years or so since my first son was born. And I think we all know, you know, we can only we can only tap that well so many times. So anyway, this is a problem, right? And it's probably a relatable problem, especially for those of you who have young kids right now. I think we all know what it feels like when our kids won't sleep. It is frustrating as hell. So here is where, you know, I learned the power of perspective. It's right here. And this is where I embrace the ability to choose my perspective and to choose what I look for in a given situation. So I caught myself, right? So this is happening over, you know, weeks, months. I mean, it's all a blur. I don't even remember when this all started, but been going on for a while, right? And I've, I'm catching myself get frustrated. You know, I really wish they would just sleep later. I really wish I could just get a few things done in the morning before they get up. I really wish I could just get a little more sleep. I wish this. I really wish that. I mean, does that sound familiar? Like, I think as parents, we can probably all relate to that, right? But in my head right there, it's just problem, problem, problem. And the more problems I looked for, the more problems I found. So anyway, when I caught myself doing this, I said, okay, well, what if we tried something different? What if I stopped looking for problems and I started to look for the blessings? Like, Let's just try this out, right? So the next morning, I'm up around 5.15 or so on my own. I'd set my alarm thinking, man, maybe this will be the morning they'll sleep and I'll get a few minutes to get a few things done. So I'm about two sips into my coffee, opening up my journal and my computer to get going and I hear my son upstairs start waking up. Obviously, I don't get done what I want to get done. <clears throat> and normally in this situation, I'm frustrated because I'm preoccupied and I want to get all these things done and I want to have a minute to myself, right? But this time this morning, rather than being frustrated and mad and focusing on the problem, you know, whatever, instead of going there, I made the effort to look for the blessing, to dig for that blessing. And right there in front of me, what happened that morning was I had about a half an hour of one-on-one time with my son before anyone else in the house woke up. And that one-on-one time, man, right now, that is just, it's just rare. It's rare. We sat on the couch. We curled up. He drank his milk. I drank my coffee. We talked. We played. We watched cartoons. And it was an incredible morning. Now, for all of you working dads out there, raise your hand if you have ever wished you had more time to spend with your kids. My hand is up. Raise your hand if you have ever felt like they were growing up too fast. My hand is up. Like the rest of us, that's the fight that I'm always fighting for, right? That's one of the hardest things in life to balance that I've found. 
you know, all along, this time that I've been wanting, that I've just, I've been praying for, I've been searching for, I've been hoping for it, been working for it, it was right in front of me. And all it took was a change of perspective to look for the blessing in the situation instead of the problem. And again, I found what I was looking for. I was looking for a problem. I was tired, right? I couldn't get things done. I was frustrated, whatever. Look for the blessing. Very rare one-on-one time with my five-year-old son that's growing up way too damn fast. But the reality is, you know, sometimes in that moment, it's hard to make the decision to go digging for that blessing because emotions are real. Sleep deprivation is real. And like I said before, the problems, man, they yell. Problems yell and blessings whisper. So there's a simple truth that I, um, I've started to remind myself of in situations like this. You know, when I'm just, I'm really frustrated and I'm in a bad mood and it feels easier just to complain and pout and look for problems. And that reminder, it's the inevitable truth that one day things are going to change. It's undeniable. It's inevitable. Things are going to change. You know, one day the kids won't wake me up in the morning. One day I'm going to get all the sleep that I need. One day I'll be able to drink a full cup of coffee in the morning on the couch without microwaving the same cup 17 times before finally finishing it. Can I get an amen? I think all the parents out there know exactly what I'm talking about. But one day all of this is going to change. One day my kids are going to grow up. One day my kids aren't going to be begging me to spend time with them. And when that day comes, I'll be sitting there well-rested, drinking a cup of coffee in a quiet room, reminiscing on the good old days when the boys used to wake me up at 5 a.m. to beg me to hang out with them. So I am telling you that the things you complain about today will be the things that you miss tomorrow. Whatever it is that you think is a problem right now, I encourage you to please remember the simple truth that one day things will change. And when that time comes, you'll reminisce on the good old days that you're living right now. So that's it. Thank you for tuning in. I told you we would keep it short and sweet today, and I feel like I stuck to that. So thank you again so much for tuning in. If you have not already, please leave us a rating and review and follow the show. I cannot thank you enough for your support. Like I said at the beginning, and I'm saying it again, thank you, thank you, thank you. So we've got some awesome interviews coming up the next couple of weeks, so stay tuned. But until then, remember to love and lead from the front. See ya.